Hello, Barbara. Hello, Rose. Good day to you, (laughs) ma'am. Good day. I feel like old-timey and shit. (laughs) I definitely did not anticipate that. (laughs) Well, before we get going, um, I want to give a shout-out to my loud mouths. Yes. Yes. If you know what that is, then you are one. If you don't, hit me up. We might tell you about it. It's a secret, but it's an awesome secret. Yeah, it's not really a secret. I'm just not going to tell you right now. (laughs) Come join us. (laughs) See you in September. Anyhow, what did you do this weekend? I wasted my time watching yet another movie about my boyfriend. I wouldn't think that would be a waste. I know how much you love your boyfriend. There is not a single Tesla movie that makes any sort of fucking sense. Well, now, any sense for anyone or just any sense for you? Because I know, you know, you kind of have to be high-brained to follow Tesla. (laughs) Well, so there's a lot of movies that are about electricity making, and they hype up Tesla being in the movie, but it's all about Edison and Westinghouse, and Tesla's like a little piece of the pie that's like cast away like he was in real life right so this movie was only about tesla and it's been streaming since august i think and i've been hesitant about it because i know how these things go (laughs) (laughs) but it was truly all about him though yes okay So my daughter just, she kind of poked me on Facebook and said, hey, mom, did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have high hopes for it. So the previews is this woman in a period costume at a laptop talking about Googling Tesla. So I'm already like, you know. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Thus, this is the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent the time. Because I was chill this weekend. So I said, let's let's just do it. Let's be surprised. And this is going to be a good movie. Because Tesla was pretty important. Right. And I know how much you like him. Yeah. Being your boyfriend and all. I know. <laughs> He's the perfect <laughs> boyfriend. Perfect. Um, so Ethan Hawke is Tesla. He looks nothing like Tesla. Which is why I probably can't find a good Tesla impersonator because nobody looks like Tesla. I I guess that, (laughs) I mean, they find people to do Holocaust survivors in movies. So why can't they find someone to be Tesla? All skinny and bones protruding in his face and whatnot. I know you love your boyfriend, but he's not attractive. I'm sorry. (laughs) He he was not. But I know you love him for his mind. Right. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so Ethan Hawke was, I mean, he, Ethan Hawke is not fat by any means, but he was not, you know, the Holocaust survivor body type. Right. So, you know, he just didn't fit. Ethan Hawke is also not as tall as Tesla. So like, it was all just sort of weird, but whatever, I'm just going to go with it. Right. Right. So this woman who was at the laptop, you know, talking about Tesla, she was the narrator in part of it. And the other part of it, she was J.P. Morgan's daughter, Anne, who 
had like a school girl crush on Tesla and kind of helped him get money from her father in sort of a roundabout way. I don't know if this is true. It could be true. I don't know what the relationship was. Um, And I have some thoughts about it, you know, back off my man bitch. So. But, you know, you weren't there supplying money. So, you know, sometimes uh, an inventor's got to do what an inventor's got to do. Right. Especially when you're, like, raked over the coals repeatedly about people robbing your shit and not getting paid for it. Right. So, you know, sometimes you got to pimp yourself out. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I may have a topic on that. But we'll just continue on Tesla for now. <laughs> so... This movie had many problems. Um, so again, part of the time she she's talking about Googling and whatever. And she talks about Googling other people too. And I'm just like, this is kind of weird. And one point they're like full on roller skating at JP Morgan's house. And it's like roller skates that you would find when we were roller skating, you know, like the brown leather rented shoes. And that yeah. could have been in the 20s or 30s, whatever. I don't know. It's possible. But I have a feeling that that probably wasn't what right. roller skates looked like back then. But okay. I'm just going to let it go. Whatever. So after um, Edison and Tesla, like, have their split... There's a whole scene where they're meeting in like a pub and they're at a table in the back of the pub and Edison apologizes to Tesla and like kind of makes a big to do about things. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Like they were arch enemies. And I don't I've never heard of this before. Right. And I have a feeling the the narrative would be a whole lot different. Yeah. If there was that. Apology. So dumb bitch then says, this never happened. And I'm like, well, then what's the point of this? Right. Why put it in the movie to just and then to say it didn't happen? Oh, wait, it gets better. Oh, okay. So then Edison steps away from Tesla, goes to the bar, pulls out his cell phone and starts scrolling like Facebook or some shit. And I'm just like, what? What is what is this? What is this? This is just dumb. So are they in, like, period dress? Completely. The whole movie. But then they have a laptop, Google, and cell phones. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of, like, little snippets where he met this actress and there was, like, a bunch of lights and happening. And, like, that that didn't happen then. Like, it, there were very odd things about this movie. It was more of an art piece than anything. But, like, can we just have a true account? So the movie ended with Ethan Hawke very poorly singing with a microphone full-on, like, Aerosmith rock band uh, holding up the microphone and everything. Tears for fears, everybody wants to rule the world. What? Yeah. The hell's that have to do with anything? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. What was the premise of the movie? It was just supposed to be about Tesla. But usually there's a like a storyline, like we want to feel sorry for Tesla or Tesla's a genius. Like what was the takeaway from this besides you being confused? 
that I, I have no idea. I thought that I couldn't be further disappointed. Like, I went into it thinking, you know, this is just going to be weird. You ever see those um, couture designers that make clothing with, like, horns and shit in it? And you're like, nobody's ever going to wear that. What What is the point of this? Yeah. This is exactly what I felt about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> just what is the point? What is the point of this? So not even good for entertainment value? No. No. I hate movies that make you confused like that. Like, what is the point of this? And why is this cell phone in this period movie? And and there's so much good that can be stated about Tesla. Like, the, like I would go into the whole FBI raid after he died. Like, there is so much that could be given about Tesla. And nobody has done it yet. All right. So we need to find a screenwriter and we can do like a, a crime whodunit kind of thing and try to find his mix, missing boxes of stuff. That would be cool. That would be cool. So the only interesting thing that I can say ha that happened from this movie that has nothing to do with Tesla is J.P. Morgan's daughter, Anne. So after he, like, moves away and uh, is gone for a while, uh, they do say what happened to her. And she moved away out of the country. And I don't, I, I don't remember what country she moved to. I want to say Australia. I'm not positive on that. But she moved away with the love of her life, Anne-Marie Dyke. So she was a lesbian. Okay. And she didn't hide it. Like, it was, like, out there, out there. And she was very prominent with her father's business. And so I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting for that time. Right. And I wonder if that is where the term, the derogatory term, dyke came from. That's what was came to my mind when you said it. So her name is spelt D-I-K-E. And when I looked up... Um, the derogatory term, it was spelled with a Y mm -hmm. and nothing correlates. But in the 30s is when that phrase appeared. So that would fit into that timeline. So I think that's very interesting. And maybe people don't know or where it came from. I, I don't know. But I think that that's a good possibility that that could be Did you look the origin. specifically into the origins of the word mm -hmm. and just found the timing, not the... Yeah. Hmm. That would make sense. Because, I mean, you see how in modern times, you know, the simplest little thing can spread and then it's just something in our vocabulary and you don't even realize where it came from. And that would totally make sense, especially back in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that was interesting that this very prominent woman was totally out and living life. She was on a bunch of boards and did a lot of humanitarian sort of things. And, um, you know, I don't know how difficult it was for her then. Um, I know that Native Americans very much accepted um, and actually people uh, that were gay or bisexual were actually honored and not shunned. So, like, I wonder when this whole anti-gay thing started because it may not have 
been a bigger deal in the past as it is now. I don't know. I just thought if that's the takeaway from a Tesla movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as far as his daughter, I would think with the amount of money, influence and power that J.P. Morgan had, Mm -hmm. what are you going to do? Going to call his daughter names? Going Mm -hmm. to give her any attitude? Because dad can pretty much squash you. Yeah. So I would think that. You know, if she was the daughter of, you know, J.P. Smith, the plumber, mm, you know, maybe. down the street, then, you know, nobody's going to give a crap mm-hmm. about or, uh, you know, they may have a problem with it and may put her down for it. But you have someone like J.P. Morgan in her corner, you know, who the hell's going to say anything about his daughter? Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, he was he was a pretty big deal. Yeah. My bank is J.P. Morgan Chase. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the takeaway from the Tesla movie. Wow. <laughs> well, hey. At least it was, it, it gave you something you didn't know mm-hmm. and were able to learn something from a Tesla movie, even though it had nothing to do with Tesla. Yeah. I... Very much a movie needs to be made to honor this man. Agreed. Yeah. I don't think I'm the one to do it, but (laughs) (laughs) we have any uh, filmmakers out there, we'll give our input. Rose will give her input. I absolutely will give my input. (laughs) (laughs) No more of these bullshit movies. I don't know. Movies, I'm not a huge movie fan. Not that I don't like movies. I don't like sitting still that long. Um, And I am also the type that will find faults within a movie, um, in the types of movies that I watch. So I just don't watch a lot of movies anymore because I don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, I had a feeling it was going to be, and it was way worse than that. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe we'll, that's it. Letter campaign to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy, like, maybe he's a Tesla fan too. And maybe he got into this and didn't fully read the script. And maybe he was excited. And then halfway through, he's like, what is this shit? I've already signed the contract. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and now I have to sing this Tears for Fear song? That is so weird. <laughs> that is so weird. I would say I'd check it out. Don't. Just, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I might, you know, share the Ethan Hawke singing clip with you just short to let you see how bad it is. Like, I've seen actors and actresses who aren't really singers, but they go and they give it a good shot and they take voice lessons. This was not the case. I actually think they said do it as poorly as possible. Oh, that could very well be. Yeah. <laughs> that could very well be. So on a completely unrelated note, other than it had to do with bad singing, um, I channel surf and I came across the Masked Singer. I forget what day that comes on. And I don't hate the show. So if I can't find anything else, um, maybe it comes on on Friday. It seems like I'm always doing my housework when I'm watching it. Um, But I'll leave it on as noise in the background. And they had a character this week come out. And sing, and it was not good. 
And they were even kind of talking like, how old is this person? It was mostly kind of, kind of rhythmic talking, not really singing. Well, it turned out it was Mickey Rourke. And he took off his own mask. <laughs> so they were like, uh, well, this wasn't supposed to happen. So no one got sent home because he just took off his own mask. So he doesn't even know how the game works. I don't know. I have a feeling he was only going to be there for one episode. Because why would you not have voted him off like it was really bad? I started thinking, well, shit, I can do this show. Because <laughs> um, we all know how well I can sing. But yeah, so he was just took off his own mask and they were like, okay, well, um, I guess you're done. And he's like, uh, it's hot in here. And he just took it off. It was the weirdest thing. But yeah, he did not, he did not sing well at all. He hmm. didn't, you know, he didn't really dance and kind of did this little foot here, you know, hand over here, kind of, I'm going to point this way and foot over this way. But it was mostly just talking to the, to the music. It was so bizarre. Like Bob Dylan style? Because I feel like that's what Bob Dylan did as he talked to the music. He was in time with the music. <laughs> now, this was not good at all. Okay. Um, and then it was funny because you could even tell the judges didn't know what to say. Because, of course, they don't want to badmouth somebody. <laughs> but, yeah, luckily he just took off his own mask. But it was so bizarre. Like, why? And he was like, oh, I was just in the neighborhood. And even what he was saying kind of didn't make sense. <laughs> Okay. So even, you know, <laughs> even today you can be on a, uh, I don't know if you call it a game show, but a reality show um, and not have to sing, even though it's a singing show. Very weird. Very weird. Okay. Whatever. So, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll join one. I'm just kidding. I won't do that to anybody. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me sing either. <laughs> really? <laughs> nope. Not at all. So what's new with you? Um, I think I might have a psychic ability. Really? Not psychotic. Are you sure? Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure I'm psychotic. But um, So I don't know how to check this out. Um, like, I don't have visions or anything like that. But, you know, you ever just think about somebody and then they appear? Or... You know, that kind of thing. So I have just had a bunch of that happen all at the same time. And so here's a good example. So my daughter-in-law's birthday was last weekend. And I knew she was going to have um, dinner with her family on Friday night. And I knew she was having dinner with one of her best friends on Sunday. So Saturday, I wanted to do something for her. So I was going to make her a cake. Then I got to thinking she's probably having a cake at her mom's and she's probably having a cake tomorrow, you know, the next day at her friend's. So I thought that I would make her brownies. Actually, my granddaughter suggested we make brownies. So, you know, that's not really special for a birthday. So I did the cheesecake brownies, you know, mm. where you put the cheesecake on top and swirl them. Delicious. Right. <laughs> um, I haven't made them in a long time and they were not as delicious as I hoped they would be, but... It was my own fault, and I know what I did wrong. Anyhow, so my son comes home um, or comes over Friday night. And I ask him how dinner went at her parents. And he was like, oh, you know, it was good. And I said, you know, what kind of cake did they make for her? He says, they may, they got a cheesecake. Mm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not what I anticipated. 
So when my daughter-in-law comes over, I tell her, you know, my whole spiel about why I didn't make her a cake because I figured she'd have two. So surprise, I made you cheesecake brownies. And she kind of gives me a smile that I could tell is not a real happy smile. And I said, well, hopefully Sarah's making you a cake tomorrow. She says, no, Sarah's making me brownies. (laughs) So her mother made her cheesecake or bought a cheesecake. Her friend is making brownies. What do I do? Cheesecake brownies. What in the actual heck? It has been years since I made cheesecake brownies. Years. And the only reason I did it was because I thought I would do something different. And all I did was combine the two other things she was already getting. Super weird. During the same week, I am thinking about one of my friends. Uh, I need to ask a question. And uh, actually, I had a question about mowing my grass, and this person is a landscaper. And so I was trying to figure out this question about my lawn. And, you know, of course, I could Google it, but that takes a long time. I'm I'm thinking, well, maybe I should just send him a quick text. But I haven't heard from him in a long time and kind of don't want to break that seal. Guess who texts me within an hour (laughs) to see what I'm doing? So I don't know if I put vibes out into the universe Like, they knew I was making cheesecake brownies, so everybody made cheesecake and made brownies. Or if I pick up on what is out there. So was this gentleman thinking about me, therefore I thought about him? And should I text him, or was it the other way around? I don't know how that works, and I don't know how to figure it out. Like, I don't have premonitions or visions. I just think I have my own thought, and then someone says to me, I was just thinking that. And that happens a lot. Yeah, I get that. So what does that mean? It means that everything is always connected. That's what it means to me. And the vibes are like clashing. So earlier this year, as you know, (laughs) I did a couple things that I will, for the purposes of this show, call vision quests. So the very first one happened the day before I went to Sedona. And my trip to Sedona was meant for just, Sedona is just a very spiritual place anyway. And I've wanted to go for a long time. And why not go during a pandemic? It was exceptionally cheap to go. (laughs) So I I decided to go. Um, But an opportunity happened of this quest that I had been seeking out for the past year. And I couldn't find someone to assist me with that. And through a series of actions that I normally would not have taken, um, this opportunity presented itself. So on this day, um, the vision that I had or the message that I received during this was Um, for me to see without vision. And to me, that was um, to tap into that connectedness. And at that point, it was just about seeing without vision and using, closing my eyes and seeing from the inside of myself of this energy connection with other people and other things. Mm -hmm. And I kind of didn't know what to do with that. And when I was in Sedona, 
Um, I found this clairvoyant school that was closed because of COVID. And the lady who ran it, her name is Deborah Lynn Capps. And so I made a little note in my phone, like, check this out later. And so when I got back home, um, I Googled it and I found that she has online classes, but she also wrote three books. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just going to get the books. The classes were a little expensive and I've got a lot going on anyway, so I'm just going to get the books. And... Um, I work with somebody I see professionally, not crazy. Prof- well, sometimes he <laughs> invokes my crazy and sometimes he calms my crazy. So whichever it is that particular um, every other week. So I mentioned all of my crazy to him and he's like, I know her and he worked with her. And so it was like another one of those things that was kind of brought back full circle. Like this is where I'm supposed to go. How weird is that, that you've got all the way out in Sedona, Arizona <laughs> to come upon some place that you have a connection with or that has a connection with that place right back here in yeah. Ohio. So weird. So weird. So, um, so I had another vision quest and this, this time it was more about my other senses, especially hearing And I can't say that I ever hear anything. And when I close my eyes, I don't have visions for sure. And I have not, like, I've, I've gotten maybe six chapters in, maybe three chapters in the first book, just because my life is like crazy pants right now. So you can see that I'm not studying hard, but this might help you, um, because I got sort of all wrapped around thinking, what does clairvoyance mean? And does that mean, you know, like I am crazy or I'm going to see things or I'm going to hear things and I can't control it. And there's things that I don't want to see. So I was kind of like stopping it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want that. So she says, if you gain nothing from this book, I hope you will at least begin to consider that the possibility you are psychic not just on a rare occasion, but all the time. Psychic abilities are spiritual abilities. As spirit, you possess the same qualities often attributed to God. Spirits are creative. They are omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent everywhere at once. Your spirit has these abilities even when it is attached to a living body, your body. So, All of this book that I have read so far, she says, you've already been doing it all the time. And these little things, these little awarenesses that often we just are like, yeah, I don't know that, you know, that's just a weird thing or it's a coincidence or sometimes our emotions get wrapped up into it or our self-judgment. That's my problem is I'm yeah, that's probably not the case, or I just thought too hard about that. And so I just kind of poo-poo it away. Mm -hmm. And when you stop doing that and welcome and appreciate the message, then they will come more and stronger. But I don't know how to do that. And I'm not taking her class. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not necessarily looking to, to open that up, but I'm not... I'm not shying away from it either, but I've just, 
those coincidences happen to me often, but it's just that a coincidence. Like when you buy a new car, then you see that car everywhere um, afterwards because you're looking for it or you're recognizing it. So a lot of times I assumed it was that kind of thing. But on these two instances, they were two very clear cases, almost back to back, that I was like, what in the actual heck is happening right now? Mm-hmm. And like I said, the whole brownie cheesecake thing, that was just too, (laughs) like I said, I literally have not made those in years. Mm -hmm. Um, So the fact that I thought about them that day when someone is making cheesecake and someone else is making brownies, I thought was just, that was just too much. I couldn't even ignore that one or just chalk that up to coincidence. Um, So the car thing is more law of attraction based than anything. That is your awareness and like attracting like. So that is opening up spiritually for sure and bringing in your awareness of the spiritual nature of the law of attraction is what I could see. And when you have, I call them God winks of that situation, like the brownies Mm -hmm. and I like God, I just imagine, and I know that God is not a man on a cloud, but just for human purposes. Right. So God is looking down on his cloud saying, did you get that one? (laughs) Did you get that one? And then you can just say, okay, I gotcha. Give me, give me more of that, please. And I would be okay with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm concerned about is, you know, the crazy shit that goes on inside my head. (laughs) I don't have a problem receiving I have a real problem if other people can see what is happening inside my skull. Because some of it ain't right. (laughs) Some of it really is not right. Um, You guys only get a glimpse. Rose edits this. (laughs) This is the bright side of crazy for a reason. (laughs) Rose is the bright side. (laughs) You have bright sides. I am also the crazy side, (laughs) which is not always a bad thing, which is the point of our show, I believe. Um, But yeah, how do I get more messages? How do I learn to receive them? Because I don't know they're happening. I figure it out later. I just think I had like this. I had, oh, this is a brilliant fucking idea. Let's do this. And then I realized that it really wasn't my idea. Or was it my idea and they, those two took my idea and split it? Or did I take their combined ideas and make them my own? I think it's probably both. Okay. So I'm thinking about, I guess that, okay. So that's that whole what you think about, you bring about kind of thing. Law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. I need to think, stop thinking such devious shit then. (laughs) That would probably be a good idea. Crap. <laughs> Went down a whole new rabbit hole earlier today. So, yeah, and I need to learn about that. So if you have a random thought that is not necessarily positive, that one random thought is just like a little tiny blip in the spectrum. So if you are Jeffrey Dahmer sitting in your house thinking about where the next young man is that you could attack. Um, 
<laughs> that's when things kind of go sideways because it is the predominant thought that he had. It wasn't like the blip. You know what I mean? So the one little blip of you in traffic wanting to run somebody off the road, like maybe if you're doing it every car, Barbara, <laughs> that may be a problem. <laughs> Hell no. I, I, it took me five months to pick my car. I ain't running nobody off the road. <laughs> I will chase your ass down and come after you with a hammer, but I'm not going <laughs> to damage my car. It's funny that you say Jeffrey Dahmer, though, because I mentioned him last week. And maybe that is, I don't know. See, maybe that's one of the things that are meshing all together. Hmm. I mentioned him. No, we'll just not even. <laughs> <laughs> that's that whole rabbit hole thing again. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we may need to figure this out. Maybe I need to read your book. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I need to hurry up and read this one and get on to the next one. I will let you borrow this one and read it. I really like audiobooks. And if it were an audiobook in my car, I would be done with all three of them. But to sit down and read a book, it's very difficult for me. My uh, ADD does not allow me to read books very often either. I have to reread <laughs> them a lot. So, yeah, audiobooks are better for me as well. But. Maybe I'll read it to you and you can read it to me. Then what's an audiobook? <laughs> I'll put my glasses on so I read the right words and everything. Okay. <laughs> so congratulations. I think if you just acknowledge it, and I totally get what you're saying. Like you don't know in the moment that this merging or this thought is happening. But once you get it, you're like, oh, you tricky, tricky man. And... Just make, have fun with it and don't be like, this is weird. Because even that, even that thought of this is strange or how did I do that? That brings in the questions of the negative with okay. it and don't make it a negative thing. My fear was like, I don't want to see dead people. I, you know, I want to sleep at night and I want to, you know, I want things to be good. I only want it, and I don't want to be a paid psychic. Like, that's not my bag either. I'm not into that. And so I had questions for the man who, you know, knows Deborah Lynn Katz. And he's like, no, you just make it clear to your guides what you want to see. And he had this experience of seeing things that he didn't want to see. And he's like, no, guys, shut that shit down. And it never happened again. So... See, and I guess once I learn what's going on, that will be easier. But the fact that you're expecting messages, like, I guess I just assume that it's going to be like, like those TV psychics and stuff where you get a vision or, um, you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt in The Ghost Whisperer, where, you know, she's helping this ghost and she sees things that other people don't see and... Um, she, you know, had to wrestle with it and until she accepted it. It's not like that. It's just later I see something that I'm like, did I do that? Did I know about that ahead of time? So they're recognizing it. I just assumed that there would be some like, oh, here's what. Do you want harps playing when it, when it happens? That no. <laughs> I guess it's just, I expected it to be like, this is something that 
oh, look, this is a thing instead of, hey, why did you just say that what I was thinking inside my brain? Yeah, just awareness. And I think that, again, going back to Native Americans who are very spiritual, they had a relationship with the land and God and like they didn't have clocks, but they could set up a time and everybody would meet like they knew the time internally because they were so connected. And us as human beings in the United States now and have our own agenda and puts, you know, a million other things ahead of their internalness, then it kind of got switched off that we're not so connected anymore. And it seems weird to us to do what's natural because we're always on the go and we got things to do and jobs and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's it. I'm living off intuition from here on out. Sweet. That would be really super cool. I have not yet achieved that. So I will I will watch you. <laughs> well, so if you see me sitting around just doing nothing, I'm not doing nothing. I'm waiting for <laughs> Waiting to be directed for somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to just sit around doing nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, 2021. 2021. Barbara's going to have a new skill. Okay. And if you know what the lottery numbers are going to be, let's do it. If, if I knew how to figure that out, <laughs> we would have already been rich and be playing lottos in other countries and all kinds of stuff but i have no clue no have you like... sat down and tried no okay i haven't tried to do any of the stuff that i've done <laughs> it just if this were to work with lottery numbers the way it currently works i would watch the lottery winnings and go damn it i thought about that number but never would have <laughs> thought about buying a ticket okay so don't worry, people. I'll use my powers for good most of the time. <laughs> I think you'll use your powers for good. But you know what? You cheeky one out there, I know what you're thinking, and that's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Call me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We look at my phone and nothing's ringing yet. Oh, so congratulations. I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, good. We're, we're going with it. We'll see. We'll see. Because, you know, I, sometimes things have to beat me over the head before I finally give in. Yeah. This one was just a little too much all at one time. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm listening now. Yeah. Appreciate and then say more, please. I laugh when it happens. When I was doing this, it was happening a lot. And um, since I've kind of backed off, it hasn't been happening. So thank you for the remembering of this book that I now have with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can. Uh, I'm glad I can do that. I totally meant to do it. Perhaps another vision quest is in line. <laughs> have been feeling um, energetically run down by energies that are not my own. And I call it the collective consciousness. 
And that's just everybody's energies that are like upset and disrupted about the election and this side and racism and sexism and everything that is wrong with the world right now. And so I have days where I am just taken down and I don't have energy for anything. And it's not that I understand what's going on. I just feel run down. And then I watch the news the next morning and like the numbers are up and this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, well, that must have been it. And um, so that is where I am with the with everything why I can't read this book and I'm really glad that the election is done and I know that you were talking about um a few days ago about families and arguments about the election and families being torn apart not getting along anymore because they've chosen a side yes um, I actually, I saw a piece on the news the other day, um, and I believe they're called Braver Angels. I'll have to uh, go back and get some more information on them. Um, the gentleman's last name was Doherty. I can't remember the first name, but he does couples therapy. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, he's a therapist, and he does couples therapy, but what he's doing it now for is political parties hmm. because of what's going on in the world And, you know, there are these two sides, you know, mom and dad are fighting. In the piece that I was watching, what they kept coming back to is, like, they they were talking to people on both sides, um, Republican and Democrat. And, you know, what do you think, you know, how can we make things better? And they would think, say things like, well, the Democrats need to, and he would say, no, don't worry about them. What can you do to make things better? So then they'll ask somebody else, well, the, the Republicans, did, no, what can you do um, to make things better? Um, so don't look at what the Republicans are doing. Don't look at what the Democrats are doing. Just what can you do to make you a better person and lead a better life? Um, basically, don't worry about what they're going to do. What they're going to do is what they're going to do. You just need to do do you which was kind of a neat way to think about it. It seems kind of common sense, um, but there is a lot of blaming the other and I'm doing this because they did that. Well, don't worry about what they're doing. Or you need to change and this is why. Right. Whenever somebody tells me I should do something or I need to change, that is exactly what I don't do. It's like, fuck you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm a bit on the stubborn side. And yeah, that is the, is absolutely the way to get me to not to do something is tell me to do it. Yeah. So I think that a lot of people are like that. And so with the constant back and forth of being told you're wrong, it just sparks the anger and keeps the fist pounding at each other. No, I'm right. No, I'm right. And it's just a constant fight because then nobody will listen. Right. Our listeners, what can you do to make the world better in anything? Anything. In anything that you do. What can you do to make your family better, your work life better? Be a better you. I like that. Yeah. So I've always tried to live that way, but that's, I guess, why I'm kind of the dumping ground for 
for other people's stuff. Because I just try to worry about me. And what can I do to... You know what? I'm not. I'm doing what is makes their life better. Look, I just had an epiphany right there. You're like that spare bedroom in a house that's full of shit that you can't get through because everybody like comes in and leaves their stuff there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm the spare bedroom of humanity. That's a really good way to look at it. (laughs) Barbara will take good care of this. I don't need it clogging up my house. I'm just going to leave it there with her and uh, I'm going to walk away skipping. You know what? <laughs> yep. My I found a sign um, that's currently in my kitchen, and it says I think it says um, it's not an it's not an empty nest until they get their stuff out of the basement. <laughs> um, and that is very much the case in my basement. Um, I have stuff from from the children down there, but you're right. I do physically have am the dumping ground for stuff and mentally and emotionally as well i am the dumping ground for other people's stuff because i will take good care of it you will and you honor it and you respect it and you listen and you try to help and then what happens i get fucking tired (laughs) you get tired (laughs) and then those people come back and yell at you for shit that you were not even part of true yeah Spare bedroom Barbara here. (laughs) (laughs) And you love those people, so you don't say anything about it. And uh, the cycle continues. But you know what? It's not even my only my loved ones. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, other people out in the world do that to me, too. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I need to stop accepting other people's (laughs) leftovers. It was really interesting when I, a couple weeks ago when you said, uh, when we were talking about Christmas presents and you said you do not receive well. And I'm like, oh, how interesting is that? <laughs> that you cannot receive gifts, but you can receive shit all day long. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. And I'm in full in, in the shopping thing <laughs> now, too, talking people out of getting me stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe switch it around. Maybe you can accept stuff that you do want and remove some of the shit from that spare bedroom. (laughs) And say, I think this belongs to you. Have you ever seen somebody littering and you get out of your car and drop it in their window and say, I think you dropped something? Oh, I I think about it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I will yell at them. But I've not physically picked that up. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. The siren is not for someone coming for Barbara. <laughs> it's just down the street. It's all good. <laughs> coming to take me away. Ha ha. To the funny part where life is always wonderful. <laughs> so that's awesome. I think that if you cleared some of that space then you could clear some space in your mind also. So Marie Kondo, you know, like uh, Spark Joy Lady. Yeah. So for sure, I mean, there's emotional component to that and getting rid of the um, clutter in your soul can open up so much. 
as far as like her system for clearing out your house, mm-hmm. I have now I've not read her books. I've just I know the basic gist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not assoy, assign joy to objects. So mm-hmm. it does not work for me. There is literally not a single piece. Well, okay. There are a couple pieces of clothing that have an emotional attachment. Um, or I have an emotional attachment too because they remind me of something or something like that. Um, but there is nothing that I'm like, oh, I feel pretty in this or this makes me happy. It is just clothing that keeps me from walking around naked and being cold. <laughs> yes. You know, and the things that I do have an emotional attachment to are most of them are trivial things you know mm-hmm. the little the little trinkets that you know i that bring me you know uh, bring up a memory or something but it's not the big stuff right so i i've not been able to use her method at so, least with my physical stuff so about the clothes there's another method it's not hers and i did this <coughs> for me. myself because as you know, I've given many clothes to your daughter, like garbage bags full of clothes and me. Like, yes. I have so much. So if you turn all of the hangers, put ever hang everything in your closet up backwards. Mm-hmm. And then after assign a time, if I don't wear it by blah, this date, everything that's still backwards goes. So what I currently do is I have a big rounder in my basement, like from... Um like a department store, mm-hmm. um, probably four, three, four foot across. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I have been doing is I wash my clothes and I hang them as I take them out of the dryer in the basement and I leave them there. And except for like my, my work shirts, um, with our logo on them, those of course I wear weekly. So I bring those upstairs. And there's a couple things I know that, um, you know, I'm going to, I will want. So they come back upstairs. But I have been trying to, one, make myself wear different things. You know, you always pick your favorite. Excuse me. got the hiccups. Uh, Make me. I will always pick my favorites. So I've tried to start picking other things. And so I'm wearing things that I haven't worn in ages. But then there's still other things that I'm like, well, it's not the right season for this. Or it's, you know. I used to wear it a lot. Why am I not wearing it now? Mostly because, you know, like works hot. I get hot here. So I don't wear any of my sweaters (laughs) and stuff like that because I have got a different body temperature than everybody else in our office. So, yeah, I've already done that. And I have probably three, two and a half, three foot worth of clothes in the basement. So I've already started doing that. But and I did take a box to Goodwill last week. Sweet. Yeah. So working on it but all my clothes fit so it's not like i have to get rid of them it's all the emotional stuff i need to get rid of i guess Mm -hmm. how interesting emotions get tied into everything it's like tentacles that are reaching out and holding them on and for me is it emotional because i keep thinking about it even though it's past and i don't want to think about it anymore or is it that it means something to me and shaped who I was and I'm not that person anymore? Like it is really like tentacles that it's an octopus, like bringing everything back to me that I don't want to hold on to anymore. I do have a trouble letting go of stuff, mm-hmm. but not the physical stuff, I guess. 
the emotional stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. But of course, the people that give me the emotional stuff keep coming back too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So it's hard to let it go when it's right there again. Constantly. Yep. Hmm. All right. We've got to work on this clairvoyant thing, get the lottery numbers <laughs> so we can move. And then I just want to take the stuff with us. And then those people can't find us. Sweet. That seems like a lot of work. It does seem like a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but we would have movers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not packing a single box ever. Um, oh, well, I'll box it because nobody's touching my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Tetris master here will pack the boxes. <laughs> is Tetris still a thing? It is a thing. Okay. So it's funny that you mentioned that because a very good friend of mine, um, I told her a while back to stop Tetrising herself because she would put her, she would sway in whatever pattern was needed to accommodate the next user person that was coming along. And so she would have to adjust everything about her being to make room for whatever the needs of this next loser was. And so I said, stop Tetrising yourself. So look at you reading my mind now. Well, there we go. Another <laughs> step along the uh, the road to enlightenment. <laughs> and, you know, I always have with our J-O-B, I always know who's going to be an ass <laughs> at a time. <laughs> Today's was not fun. Um, hmm. Hmm. Reading your mind now. Yeah. It's Better scary in there. <laughs> Better watch out. I'm an open book. You can read whatever you want, but just a warning. <laughs> there are bats and skeletons in there. <laughs> Batshit crazy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I am also an open book in that you can ask me anything and I will answer truthfully that gets me in so much trouble but it's so fun (laughs) it is fun but it gets me in so much trouble well you just need people that can honor it i honor it i don't i don't get you in trouble no but you know (laughs) someone asks me my opinion on something or what i will and will not do i will give you my honest (laughs) opinion and then you know that sometimes gets in a weird spiral of well how do i get her to do that (laughs) You know, that whole, I say things that get me in trouble all the time. <laughs> you are awesome. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> so I just need to get that GoPro set up. So You I can... do. <laughs> I, you really just need to be on camera 24-7. <laughs> Our TikTok channel would be like the best ever. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't think of the weird, enough weird shit to do. On purpose. I just have to, I just do it. <laughs> Even, especially when I'm not trying to do weird shit. That's the best part. I know. <laughs> so when COVID is done, you know, we had talked about um, like toy voyaging and mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. No, You know what? We could get my Airbnb up and going in that uh, spare bedroom, the physical spare bedroom. Yeah. You could come and uh, 
experience Barbara. <laughs> Barbara live. Right side of crazy live. Um, but anyway, I was thinking, so we had talked about like um, the toy voyaging and the um, vacation ideas. They, we just need to put someone in the car on our road trips. I totally agree. I, Yes. We're just going to start selling tickets to my back seat. <laughs> oh, that came out so much. <laughs> this, this is the shit that gets me in trouble. Yes. In my car, there are two extra spaces <laughs> for people to sit. That's what I'm talking about. Get on in the back. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what happens. <laughs> this is why I do better typing to people instead of speaking to them. Because I say stuff like, hey, you want to get in the back? <laughs> <sighs> totally not what I meant. <laughs> but yeah, experience the goofy. I can't wait for this to be over. And I feel like we will have so much more to do. Um, with the numbers going up, like we... I, there was the candy place that was a good idea to go oh, yeah, to. And, yeah. you know, I just don't, I just don't know how much of a good idea that is right now. So right. when this is all over, we can really open up and share crazy with the world on a yes. much better vibe. Yep. Now we'll just have to do it over digital means. Yeah. And that's okay yep. for now. There has to be the ramp to take off, and that's what these early episodes are. <laughs> this is the takeoff. This is how we get up to whatever one, however many gigawatts needed. <laughs> I love Back to the Future. So what are the bright sides? The bright side is not that fucking Tesla movie. Uh, I can tell you that. Don't watch it. Um, the bright side is Barbara expanding her awareness. I'm expanding my awareness. That I am. And recognizing it. I think that's the key part. Totally recognizing it. Well, and now I think another bright side is I have a plan to declutter the spare room of my life. Mm -hmm. I really like that analogy. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. Closed closed not accepting any more crap mm -hmm. we'll see how if that holds next week life Tune coaching in. services to barbara always free <laughs> <laughs> um another bright side is we can always do better and treat each other with respect no matter what side or faction or how you see that other person we just focus on what we can offer. We are all just one human race. Yes. And if we think about it that way, everyone would think about it that way. We'd be better off. Completely. Yep. And so, uh, I am very interested in hearing from the listeners. So don't be shy. Contact us at hello at brightsideofcrazy.com. Or Barbara at brightsideofcrazy.com. Or Rose at brightsideofcrazy.com. She might even check her email every once in a while. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to oh, tell on you, you real tell. quick. Go ahead, tell. So 
when Rose uh, puts up our podcasts, you know, we put links to whatever we have talked about. And last week we had, I mentioned some places that we you could buy things from that would give back. So yesterday she messages me and says, don't forget to send me the links. <laughs> and if you need to just take a picture of your show notes and send it to me, that's fine. What she failed to realize is I had already sent them to the hello at Brightside of Crazy because I was actually on it this week. And she just assumed <laughs> that I was procrastinating and didn't even look. <laughs> Busted. Busted. I do not check that email. And it is um, not Gmail. So it's not like a little bubble comes up. I have it linked in my Gmail icon, but it's not through Gmail. It's from a third party place. So the bubble doesn't even show up. So I don't know that there's mail there. And because you guys don't send me enough emails, I don't check it regularly. So please give me a reason to check it. Well, <laughs> you set up my email <laughs> on my phone. So I see all my emails now. <laughs> I don't see yours. I see hello and Barbara. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So daily, I get to see them. Yes. They pop up. Tech person. Tech person. I <laughs> so that's me. Yep. Totally did not get it. Well, I got it. I didn't check it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that went. So just so you know, just because she's my best friend, I mean, I'm not going to <laughs> throw her out under the bus and back it on up. <laughs> beep. Beep. <laughs> I completely deserve it. <laughs> So reach out to us. Tell us what's good in your life and come on the show with us. Be crazy with us and check out our TikTok. We really, really, really are going to do some really awesome stuff on there. Hopefully tomorrow. Yes. Working on that tomorrow. I've got lots of great ideas. Just not a lot of time. We had set time aside last week to do stuff and then stupid job stuff happened and it did not we didn't get it done yeah so we're scheduling it schedule it make it so captain so do it what we're doing we're gonna do it click all of the buttons whatever all the likes all click everything except cancel and delete don't click those but <laughs> <laughs> everything that's good click on all of those and say how wonderful we are tell your friends about these two crazy bitches uh, and, uh, let's, let's grow and expand together. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Push our buttons. Push our buttons. <laughs> See, the way I say it and the way you say it are totally different. This is why I get myself in trouble. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Have an awesome week. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.